Hi, I'm Jackson, the Jackson's Book Nook. <clears throat> Mixing the Dream It was dark now. The night had already begun. The BFG, with Sophie sitting on his hand, hurried into the cave. He put on those brilliant, blinding lights that seemed to come from nowhere. He placed Sophie on the table. Stay there, please, he said, and no chittering. I was needing to listen only to silence when I was mixing up such a naughty, plexicated dream as this. He hurried away from her. He got out an enormous empty glass jar that was the size of a washing machine. He clutched it to his chest and hurried towards the shelves, on which stood the thousands and thousands of smaller jars, containing the chapter, the captured dreams. Dreams about giants, he muttered to himself, as he searched the labels. The giants is guzzling humans, beans. No, not that one, nor that one. Here's one. Here's another one. He grabbed the jar and unscrewed the top. He tipped the dream into the enormous jar he was clutching, and as each one went in, Sophie caught a glimpse of a small sea-green blob tumbling out from one jar to the into another. The BFG hurried towards the other shelf. Now, he muttered, I was wanting dreams about giggle houses for girls and about boggle houses for boys. He was becoming very tense now. Sophie could almost see the excitement bubbling inside him as he scurried back and forth among his beloved jars. There must have been 50,000 dreams altogether up there on those shelves. But he seemed to know almost exactly where every one of them was. Dreams about a little girl, he muttered, and dreams about me, about the BFG. Come on, come on, hurry up, get on with it. Now where in the wonky world is I keeping those? And so it went on. About half an hour, the BFG had found all the dreams. He was putting, he wanted and had t tipped them into the one huge jar. He put the jar on the table, Sophie sat watching him, but she said nothing. Inside the big jar, lying on the bottom of it, she could clearly see about fifty of those oval sea green jellyfish shapes, all pulsing gently in and out. Some lay on top of each other, but each one still quite separate individual dream. We is mixing them now, the BFG announced. He went to the cupboard, where he kept bottles of frobscottle, and from it he took out a gigantic egg beater. It was one of those with a handle which you turn, and down below there's a lot of overlapping blades that can do contraption into the big jar where the dreams were lying. Watch, he said. He started turning the handle very fast. Flashes of green and blue exploded in the jar. The dreams were being whisked into a sea-green froth. Poor things, Sophie cried. He is not feeling it, the BFG said, as he turned the handle. Dreams is not like human beings or animals. They has no brains. They is made of zosmus. After about a minute, the BFG stopped whisking. The whole bottle was now full to the brim with large bubbles. They were almost exactly like the bubbles we ourselves blow from soapy water, except that these had brighter and more beautiful colors swimming on their surface. Keep watch, the BFG said. Quite slowly, the topmost bubble rose up through the neck of the jar and floated away. A second one followed, then a third, then a fourth. Soon the cave was filled with hundreds of beautifully colored bubbles, all drifting gently around the air. It was a truly wonderful sight. As Sophie watched them, they all started floating towards the cave entrance, which was still open. They're going out, Sophie whispered. Of course, the BFG said. Where to? Those is all tiny, uh, those is all little tiny dream bits that I isn't using, Beauty said. They is going back to the misty country to drain up with proper dreams. It's all a bit beyond me, Sophie said. Dreams is full of mystery and magic, BFG said. Do not try to understand them. 
look in the big bottle, and you will now see the dream you was wanting for the queen. Sophie turned and stared into the jar. On the bottom of it, something was thrashing around wildly, bouncing up and bouncing up and down, and flinging itself against the walls of the jar. Good heavens, she cried, is that it? That's it? The BFG said proudly. But it's it's horrible, Sophie cried. It's jumping about. It wants to get out. That's because it's a troggle humper, the BFG said. It's a nightmare. Oh, but I don't want to give the queen a nightmare, Sophie cried. If she's dreaming about gi- giants guzzling up little boys and girls, what is you expecting it to be except a nightmare? To the BFG. Oh, no, Sophie cried. Oh, yes, the BFG said. A dream where you was seeing little chitlers being eaten is about the most frightsome trouble humper trouble humping dream you can get. It's a kicksy bog thumper. It's a whoopsie grab switcher. It's all of them riddled into one. It's as bad as that dream. I blew into the fresh lump eater this afternoon. It's worse. Um all of them riddled into one. It's as bad as that dream. I blew into the flesh lump eater this afternoon. It's worse. The flesh lump eater this afternoon. It's worse. Sophie stared down at the fright, fear, fearful dream, nightmare dream that was still thrashing around away in the huge glass jar. It was much larger than the others. It was about the size and shape of, shall we say, a turkey's egg. It was a jellyfish. It had tinges of bright scarlet deep inside it. And there was something terrible about the way it was throwing itself against one side of the jar. I don't want to give the queen a nightmare, Sophie said. I was thinking, the BFG said, that your dream will be happy to have a nightmare. If having a nightmare is going to save a lot of human beings from being gobbled up by filth and giants, is I right or left? I suppose you're right, Sophie said. It's going to be dumb. She will soon be getting over it, the BFG said. Have you put all the other important things into it? Sophie asked. When I was blowing the dream to the queen's bedroom, the BFG said, she will be dreaming every single little thingling you was asking me to make her dream. About me sitting on the windowsill? That part is very strong. And about Big Friendly Giant? I was putting in a nice long gobbit about him, BFG said. As he spoke, he picked up one of the smaller jars and very quickly tipped the struggling, thrashing troggle humper out of the large jar into the small one. Then he screwed the lid tightly on to the small jar. That's it, he announced. We is now ready. He fetched a suitcase and put the small jar into it. Why bother to take to take a great big suitcase when you've only got one jar? Sophie said. You can put the jar in your pocket. The BFG looked down at her and smiled. By goggles, he said, taking the jar out of the suitcase. Your head is not quite full of grim sludge after all. I can see you was not born last week. Thank you, kind sir, Sophie said, making a little curtsy from the table hop. Is he ready to leave? Vietri asked. I'm ready, Sophie cried. Her height was beginning to thump at the thought of what they were about to do. It really was a wild, crazy thing. Perhaps they would both be thrown to prison. The BFG was putting on his great black cloak. He tucked the jar into the pocket of his cloak. He picked up his long trumpet thing, like a dream, the dream blower. Then he turned and looked at Sophie, who was still on the tabletop. The dream bottle is in my pocket, he said. Is you getting to sit in there with it during the travel? Never, cried Sophie. I refuse to sit next to the beastly thing. Then where is he going to sit? Sophie asked her. 
Sophie looked him over for a few moments. Then she said, It would be kind enough to swivel one of those lovely big ears so it's lying flat like a dish. That would make a very cozy place for me to sit. By gumbo, that's a squacking good idea, BF2 said. Slowly, he swiveled his huge right ear until it was like a great shell facing the heavens. He lifted Sophie up and placed her into it. The ear itself, which was about the size of a large tea tray, was full of the same um, channels and crinkles as a human ear. It was extremely comfortable. I hope you don't fall down your ear hole, Sophie said, edging away from the large hole just beside her. Be careful not to do that, so the BFG said. You would be ha you would be having me a cronking earache. The nice thing about being here is that she could whisper directly into his ear. He was tickling me a bit, the BFG said. Please do not jiggle about. I'll try not to, Sophie said. Are we ready? Yow, yelled the BFG. Don't do that. I didn't do anything. He was talking too loud. He was forgetting that I was hearing every little thing thingling fifty times louder than usual, and you were shouting right away, right inside my ear. Oh gosh, Sophie muttered, I forgot that. Your voice is sounding like thunder and trumpets. I'm sorry, Sophie whispered, is that better? No, cried the BFG. It sounds like you were shooting off Blunderbuss. Then how can I talk to you? Sophie whispered. Don't, cried the poor BFG, please don't. Each word is like you dropping buzz bombs into my ear hole. Sophie tried to speak under her breath. Is this better, she said. She spoke so softly she couldn't even hear her own voice. That's better, the BFG said. Now I was hearing you very nicely. What is it you was trying to tell me just now? I was saying, are we ready? We is off, cried the BFG, heading for the cave entrance. We is off to meet her majesty, the queen. Outside the cave, he rolled the large stone back and into place and set off a tremendous gallop. Thanks for listening. I'll... Um, record another episode, um, tomorrow, and in the episode notes, I am going to be putting a link to my new website. Thank you. Bye.